want to talk about cars. Ferrari, GTO, Bentley, CRX, and even down to your great-granddad's peerless. Welcome to No Driving Gloves, the Car Talk Authority, where experience, knowledge, and controversy share the same seat. Enjoy the ride. Now your hosts, John and Derek. All right, everybody. Welcome to No Driving Gloves, the live stream, the first actual published real whatever you want to call it live stream for the show we're back at it the way it used to be and uh, we're we're excited about it i think it's a great move for us to build the no driving gloves community back up and uh let you guys participate in the show that are regular listeners to the podcast and also get some of those new folks in here and join the no driving gloves community You've got Derek and John tonight, and uh, it is one heck of a week and weekend for automotive, the automotive hobby slash old car automotive businesses. And there's there's some kerfuffle around it, if you will. But before we get to that, John, how the heck's your week going? Another day, another dollar, as they say. You're right. If you if you're into cars, this could be your weekend. It's I'm I'm a little bit more excited about this weekend. I always have been over California and the Pebble stuff or Barrett Jackson in Arizona. I've I've always liked Amelia Island. I always thought it was a nice small concours. Well, ten years ago, things have changed, and boy, no, have they changed. Things have changed. What <laughs> they've changed to. Levels that we could not have ever dreamed of. It goes back to some of the stuff that you and I have discussed in the past. And famous people have discussed in the past and written about. So I'm kind of motivated to really discuss our main topic tonight. I was going to say, I don't even think we're going to have any of the the early show chit-chat about car stuff that's going on in, in John and Derek's lives. I think we just got to get right into the meat of it tonight and talk about this because as you've heard on no driving gloves before, I, I think John would agree with me. I think we are in the same uh, corner of this boxing ring and saying that uh, we don't agree with everything that Haggerty is doing in the collector car world slash community and uh, we've talked about it on the show before about them purchasing uh, some of the better known and, and some of the lesser known concours in the United States. But of course, the most significant of those purchases a few years ago was that of the Amelia Island. Concours. I, I, I want to interrupt you, though. I'm not I don't want to confine this to Hagerty buying up everything because. Even this weekend, I object to what's going on south of Hagerty's little event. Well, we're going to get there. We're yes, get there. but building you, up you the premise of the show. You you specified that, and you, I I want it to be known that there are a lot of things going on at the in this level of the collector car community that we object to. Well, yes, I, I try to build the story. Well, let me just turn your yeah. mic off, and I'll take this yeah. over. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> so everybody knows Amelia Island, just outside of Jacksonville, Florida. Of course, Haggerty has recently acquired that concour and is now running it. Made a lot of decisions for that concour that I think have upset some people, but not that long ago, it was okay. announced. Rob. <laughs> It was it was announced a while back that another organization, another auction house, RM Sotheby's Auctions. Another auction house? What do you mean? We're talking about an insurance company. Uh, oh, do we, uh, see, you threw me off and I didn't build the story I wanted to, right? Because you got to bring Broad Arrow into this, right? The, the auction company that Haggerty starts uh, and, and is the only auction allowed on the premises of the Amelia Island show. Now, again, we've, we've talked about this idea of a, what was an insurance company now owning concours and auction houses and so on and so forth. Uh, value guides. Uh, we need to dig deeper. No magazines, YouTube channels, social media. <laughs> so RM seminars, <laughs> you done. <laughs> hey, so they made the list. So RM Sotheby's announces that, uh, I don't remember when they announced it, but a while back, that they would be hosting on the same weekend, a mere roughly, what, five, six hours to the south in Miami, a new concours entitled Moda Miami. Um, and this has turned the collector car community a bit upside down. And uh, it's it's leading to some interesting situations in Florida this weekend weekend, I I believe. And uh, I'll actually be flying down on Saturday to enjoy some of these uh, conversations that are occurring. I can't wait to hear what some of your conversations, what you're able to report back, because, you know, happens in Amelia stays in Amelia. Not this year. There's a lot of people talking about it, and it's calendar's pretty open. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily overlap events, but I guess you want to be the first. And February's too cold everywhere, so you've got to do it on the first weekend of March, right? So, is that? Do you think that's the reason R.M. Sotheby's might have just accidentally scheduled over Amelia Island? We, is it you, because they already want to had hotel rooms because they used to do an auction at Amelia Island? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. They just needed to use the, the uh, have have all of their staff Uber every day for five hours. Yeah. Well, they, well, I'm thinking they already probably had the plane tickets and bought them years out and years out because you buy in bulk. So since the staff's already flying to Florida and Amelia Island's not that big. Where could we go? You don't want to go to Disneyland. There's a lot of kids and families, and it's expensive. I mean, the guys at Amelia Island and Moda probably think Disney World's a little expensive. Yeah. You got to finance a hot dog. So let's let's go to the home of Miami Vice. Cars, drugs, women, cool music, wonderful outfits, pet alligators. That is Radwood. That's where this belongs. I just want to say, if I ever have a pet alligator, it's going to be an albino alligator. Because that just makes it that much cooler, right? I, mean, I don't just, know if I would say that. 
I would just want a friendly alligator, a nice alligator. Color of its scales, skin, does not matter to me. Okay. We want to know the real reason that Rob Myers, Mr. RM himself, decided to actually host this auction on the same weekend as Amelia Island. Because there's a wonderful quote from an article that has been published about this situation that I would love to read for you, John. I would love to hear you read okay. that because I don't read so well. When when asked by uh, someone we have mentioned on the show before and someone we would love to have as a, uh, a guest with us on the show, maybe a guest host every now and then, uh, Miss Hannah Elliott of Bloomberg. Uh, she wrote a wonderful article recently on Florida's classic car showdown. And Mr. RM himself, Rob Myers, told her, I started, but let me back up there. Quote, I started Moda Miami to F around with Haggerty, Myers freely admits. When they did that four letter S word with Broad Arrow, it was, okay, let's compete. So Rob Myers himself, sees exactly what Haggerty is up to with all of this. And he's decided that he doesn't want to just sit back and let them be the only ones playing the game. So there you have it. It wasn't an accident, John. Well, I didn't say it was an accident. I was just kind of for a reason. Well, there's your reason. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm trying what? to fix something technical. Oh, great. More technical issues. So I want to know where where you are on this john what is what is your take right now what 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 do you what do you have to pontificate for us well if you've been listening to the show for i want to say more than a week probably know i'm a very opinionated person and i don't i don't like it but i absolutely love it if that makes sense. Well, it's like it's it's like anything. It's like a tr it's like when they you know, train wreck is about to have like when a semi is, you know, uh, uh, you know, centered on the on the tracks and and you're sitting there and the the flashers are going off and you know, hear the train whistle coming and you're like, "Oh, I can't look, but I can't take my eyes off of it. I can't look, but I can't take my eyes off of it." It's exactly that. It's like, "Oh, that poor semi driver and truck and uh luckily he got out and he's not going to get injured but you know it's it's just that moment of i don't want to see this but man it's going to be so cool to watch the obliteration it's it's definitely something to watch it's something to see um always fun to watch rich people and fight i guess a lot of people are watching the show suits as as of recent i don't know if it's because it's a princess is on it or something, former princess or whatever. But I watched the show when it was original. And we all want to have be Harvey Specter, or a lot of us want to be Harvey Specter. A lot of us want to be Donna. And you want that power and you want that ability. And we it's nice to see people with FU money using it and using it right. <laughs> Elon Musk do it. We've seen Mark Zuckerberg do it. Now we're seeing Rob do it. Hagerty's a public company. I don't know who's really pulling the strings there now, but they're doing it. And it's going to be it really, I'm really excited to see how this shakes out in the next couple of years. 
because as you and I talked in pre-show conversations on this topic, there's a lot of politics that could come about with this because you have Bonhams and Broad Arrow in North Florida this weekend. And good. Bo- huh? You have the Bonhams and, well, Bonham, okay, Bonhams and, and broad, arrow. Uh, broad Arrow. So you have those cars in one section of the state. You've got RM doing a slightly different, but they've got some freaking cool cars in Miami. I mean, that's Mercedes to Lendum Sterling Moss's SLR. That's a major undertaking. And my gut feeling is Mercedes didn't do it out of the kindness of their heart. I'm sure this is in the two comma club to get uh-huh. this car to appear. So like, so it's just, it's like I said, you're going to have these three auctions here, but you got this other auction here and you've got this show here. And if you show your car here, um, what do the other guys do to you? Do you gang up? Do you buy the other guy out? Does Craig Jackson start doing an, you know, auction same weekend as Moda and put some more pressure on the guys up North? Does, you know, Oh, this is, you know, if one of those guys want to get behind us, we, you know, clubs could probably lead one in Tampa the same weekend. I mean, really split the state up. That would work because that's cigar city also. Yeah. Or we could just have a huge cigar event in Tampa and you're kind of, you can either go down to Miami or you can go up. And there you go. I guess you might be better off to hang out with Hayes Harris at Wire Wheel Company <laughs> down there on the east coast of Florida. <laughs> but so sorry, I didn't mean to take you off topic, John. So yeah, now totally derailed. It's yeah, just exactly what you did to me in the beginning of the show. Yeah, but I, I I'll jump in. I mean, it's it's good to see this happening, but it's also bad to see it happening. Like you said, John, you you hate to see it, but you love to see it happen. And, you know, it is kind of of the car community right now. Uh, you know, people we know, other, you know, other podcast hosts, podcast hosts are down there already. You know, some of the various auctions, some of the very various events that are going on. And as, as mentioned in Hannah's article here out of Bloomberg, uh, you know, quotes from someone she talked to what said i haven't seen one person that i know from anywhere in the world who hasn't asked if i was going to amelia island or moda miami so it is it is the big question right now is which camp do you lie in and how are you going to do this you know are you are you going to one are you going to the other i know some people that are splitting them up they've been down in florida uh, up at amelia island for the first few days of the events the auctions things like that and their their teams are you know some private collections that i know folks at you know they're splitting it up they're taking one or two cars to amelia and then part of the group's leaving going down to moda and picking up a car or two down there out of a truck and showing it at moda so you've got the people that are going to go to one or the other and now you've got some of the wealthy collectors figuring out how to send cars to both so they've still got a foot in the door with each company and and at each event. It's interesting to me because if I had the money that some of these collectors do and I'm able to send cars to both locales and then I can look at the auction catalogs and kind of cars I might want to bid on 
And Moda's doing basically, from what I understand, the exact same show Amelia's doing both on Saturday. But Moda's also doing a Sunday event where they're then adding a hundred supercars to their show field. They're utilizing four fairways of the golf course uh, for the, um, are they Ritz Carlton down there? I can't remember what hotel they're at. Uh, no, no, no. Um, but they're, like they're, they're at the Biltmore. Biltmore. Coral Gables. Yeah, Ritz didn't sound right, but. The Ritz it, is at Amelia. That's Amelia. But they've got these, you know, Four fairways, so I'm assuming that means their show's probably twice as big, one and a half times the size of Amelia. They're kind of doing a two-day event, but I wonder if that's hedging your bet a little bit that some of these people are going to go to Amelia, and then maybe they're going to hop on their jet. It's got to be a you know, plane ride discounting any airport traffic because there might be a lot of them doing it. They go to Amelia a little bit in the morning, and at lunch, they skip out, run to the airport, fly down to Miami, and hop, hop, skipping a junk over to Moda, and then they can spend the night in Miami and still have a little bit more show on Sunday. It's it's just, well, I, I mean, mean do it vice versa either way, because, you know, uh, the big concourse is on Sunday as well. There's some stuff that shows on Saturday and stuff, big show is Sunday. Yeah, so. I mean, I would hate to be somebody that plays in this game trying to appease both parties. And I, I I can see some problems with that because, like I said, there's politics involved. It's, okay, I show my car at Amelia, and then I decide I want to sell it, but I think RM's probably got a better venue to sell it. Will RM accept my car for their auction? Or vice versa. I showed it at Moda. Will Broad Arrow or Bonhams accept my car because I didn't take it to Amelia? And this can this could play out three or four years down the road that, oh, no, you won the first best of show at the first Moda. And they've become a pretty heavy competitor to us. You supported this group. We're not going to sell your car or we're not going to allow your car to be shown here or you show your car at Moda. And now you can't show it at um, the Greenwich Concord, or you can't show it in, in uh, what's the one in Michigan, or on a blank? Uh, the Detroit Concord. The you know, Detroit Concord. You, all of a sudden, if you go here and go to this to RM's deal, have you alienated yourself from all these concours that are owned by Hagerty, your local insurance company? It's... It's not a game I would want to play in as a collector because cars are supposed to be fun. That's what this podcast is about. This is supposed to be fun. It's enjoyable watching this from the outside, at least to me, because I like watching rich people fight. I like it when, you know, like this exact scenario. I do not like the cause of it. I don't want to get into Hagerty owning everything and buying up everything and the conflicts of interests and the ethics that are involved. But now all of a sudden, what has happened, Hagerty has now pushed an auction company to get into the Concours business. And there's ethics to that. I think they should be separate. When, you know, company holds Pebble Beach, no auction company holds, you know, 
up until two years ago. It The auction company was a separate entity to the event. It complemented the event. But now that they're intertwined, it's bad for the hobby. It takes fun away from the car owners. It makes it more of a business. It makes it all about the money. And I'm just not in this for the money. I'm I'm in, in this for the fun. If I had money, I don't even think I would be in this for the money. Yeah, no, I don't want to lose money when I sell my car, but you're going to sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose. When you're dealing with this level of automobile, you like I said, you're going to win, you're going to lose, but it it all it all works out in the end. So Well, I think I think it's exactly what you just touched on, John, is and We've been talking about it on the show on and off for a few years now, but Haggerty buying up these concours and and doing everything they're doing, founding their own auction company, you know, vision or subsidiary, whatever term they're going to use for it, of the main company and and all of this. You're t- what was exactly what John said, a fun event, an event that created a community around the car, right? Because each of these concours have their own community feeling about them. I mean, you to Amelia Island and it's, it's got one feel and, and you see the people there that, you know, always at Amelia. And then you go out to Pebble beach and there's a whole different feeling out there. There's a whole different culture and community that is built up around pebble beach you're still going to see some of the same folks that were at amelia out at pebble but you're going to see other people out there that you know it's what draws them and then you go to the detroit concours and it's a whole different feel and and you can list off the various concours around this country each one has their own feel their own vibe their own community and kind of culture that's built up around it and now you take as Haggerty and you buy up some of these concours and you go in and essentially sterilize them because now they're all branded as Haggerty. All, I mean, the thing you see walking around these shows now is the black and blue Haggerty flag flying around. Everything has just been sterilized to represent Haggerty and Broad Arrow. And now you have three concours that they've bought and own that are basically the same exact thing. And Mikhail keep Mikhail Haggerty keeps going around saying that, you know, think about ways to, you know, bring the community together, the car community together and, you know, be competing against one another and all, but you're the one that started it. Haggerty is the one that has now started this grudge match has started this, competition against each other because you've come into something that had a unique feel to it and your goal is to completely change it it was already working as a car community that brought people together why do you need to change it what what is so wrong with these concours that you need to change them and if if the answer is well i'm not you know the answer was to be, well, I'm not changing them. Well, no, you are because you've completely rebranded them. You've completely changed what was the Concord. You've you've kicked out the auction companies that were in, which was a varied array of them. You've only allowed your auction company on the premises of the main show. 
that's that's completely changing the car community that had been built up. So you can't say that you're doing it for the community. That's that's my take. On it. Well, as you were talking there, it also clicked in my head. They purchased this. It's a publicly held company. They bought these concours. And as you said, they sterilized them. They made them the sa- all the same. Amelia Island was founded by Bill Warner. And any of the profits of Amelia Island were donated to charity. Same thing with the Meadowbrook Concours, which is eventually, I think, trickled down to becoming the Detroit Concours, which is now owned by Hagerty. Uh, Greenwich, the Greenwich Concours, they used to donate the proceeds of their event to charity. The Lexington, Kentucky Concours donated their proceeds to charity. I do not know the answer to this question. Is Amelia still donating to a charity or does this go to the bottom line? Because it doesn't make sense to me being a publicly held company that I have this major event that costs millions and millions and millions of dollars to put on. And then I give away every dime of profit. Do you know the answer to that, Eric? Or? Uh, to be honest, I did not look to see if they have just carried out. They, they probably, my guess, my guess with this, because all of the concours I can think of, all, at least let's say all the big name ones, they are all nonprofit entities that are charities that raise money to give to other organizations, be it the Leukemia Foundation, the Children's Networks, things like that. They're they're all founded for that. So my guess is they probably just took the foundation. They took over the foundation that Bill Warner had created, and it's still running that way. Now, there's probably still going to be some, you know, changes the way the books are done because they are a publicly held company. Um, And honestly, it's probably going to be good for Haggerty in the end because they're involved, you know, can probably write off a chunk of the expenses as a nonprofit uh, sector, something they're doing. In other words, charitable, you know, pause so my my assumption without looking would be that they carried the foundation um you know kind of the foundation's work that amelia was doing yeah i looked it up to see if i can get an accurate because i really want this to be an accurate statement i don't want to say Hagerty's putting all the money in their pocket and running founded in 1996 the amelia because now it's the amelia as opposed to amelia island The Amelia is an award-winning motoring event held the first full weekend of March at the Golf Club of Amelia Island and the Ritz-Carlton Amelia Island. Um, Bill had a long, successful career. The inaugural event took place in 96, giving back to the community. The event economic impact of Florida is estimated to be close to $30 million plus a year, $30 million plus a year, and the charitable giving aspect of the show has grown to well over $4 million donated to charities to date. The charitable component lives on with a portion of the proceeds from the Amelia going to community hospice and palliative care, spina bifida of Jacksonville, and shop with cops. So they are still giving a portion of the proceeds I always thought when it was controlled by Bill Warner, they gave all of the proceeds, less operating expenses, except um, basically 
Um, and this article looks like about 2022. This is after the acquisition and everything. And Hagerty gets in the driver's seat, armed with decades of experience hosting car-centric events and a purpose to save driving and car culture. Oh, yeah, we forgot about the aspect, the driving culture, the... Sorry, there's... We could probably just spend 60 minutes listing every little thing Hagerty's doing with the collector car. Yes, they're they're saving driving culture. So insure with them, and then they'll tell you how little you can drive your car while you're on their insurance. That right? I, I don't want to say that because Hagerty's always been reasonable. But they're I had reasonable. a long conversation. I will yes, I need to retract that statement. They most of the classic car insurance companies that exist are pretty reasonable on how much you can drive, but with with any of them, you can't drive your collector car every day. <laughs> there there are limitations, but that's why the economic you know, the economics of it, they are the insurance policies cost so little. But I was chatting with another podcast host recently, and we were talking about that. And he used to insure often with Haggerty. And he eventually went to a different insurance company. I believe it was American Collectors. I'll plug them. Because for some reason, every year, even though he has no claims, he reduced his driving year to year to the point he basically stopped driving his car because it became way too valuable in his mind to drive, but his insurance kept going up and up and up. And he kept saying, well, now I get a free magazine. Now they are sponsoring this. Now they bought this. And now they, they're doing this charitable thing and they're doing this. And, you know, they're not doing, <laughs> the insured are paying for all of this. And I'm sure if the insured wanted to do this, they would donate it locally, you know, bring my insurance $300 a year instead of seven. And I'll give $400 a year to the local SCCA or the local, you know, toys for tots car culture thing. And I'll keep my money local, but stick to your, stick to your guns. So, or stick to what made you what you are. And I don't, I guess this has become a Haggerty bashing episode and I don't mean it to be, but well, again, I, okay, look, I don't know that it's a Haggerty bashing episode. You know, some some jokes about and what they're doing and, and things like that. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I guess I, I don't feel like we're necessarily bashing Haggerty. But, I mean, like Rob Myers needs to call them out. They need to be called out for what they're doing because the majority or at least the majority of the car community that i know pretty much everyone is saying that haggerty is ruining car culture in the car community by what they're doing and yet they they go around saying that they're just trying to you know bring the car community and have more events and save driving and and all the things they say but what they're showing to people is that they're not really in it for that because they're doing or impacting the car community for the worse, not for the better. So I don't, I don't know that I can call it bashing because all we're doing is kind of calling out what as not 
good for the car community. I think in the end, what it is, is they think it's good for Haggerty. And so they're going to do it. I mean, and okay, that's, you know, the, the great, you know, uh, you know, we have in this country that as a company, you can do things within legal, uh, you know, boundaries that grow and become better. But I, I think involved in something like, you know, a hobby and of, you know, that hobby and starts doing something that is detrimental to the hobby and to that culture, then you kind of got to get on the rug, don't you? Oh, I'm sitting here looking over the two websites for the event. And I forgot Haggerty also bought Radwood. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yep. Radwood is having a show on Saturday at Amelia. Unfortunately to me, Moda, if I'm a Radwood guy, I want to be at Moda because they're doing, you know, the they're calling 100 Club, I believe it is. Yeah, it sounds right. I think I, I saw that. Um, Yeah, the, the 100 Club, 100 of the hottest spec supercars and hypercars, which to me, you know, Radwood is my, I want to see some of this new stuff. And they're showing, you know, F40s and and it's Juan Ma- Juan Fangio's Mercedes, not Sterling Moss, as I said that wrong. But and then they're you know doing a celebration, and they're having a lot of GT40s show up and original Shelby Cobras and why that doesn't really trip my trigger trips a lot of people's triggers. Uh, but they're telling me these cars are going to be there, and then they're doing which I think is great a select group of former Pebble Beach winners, um, 2016, 23, 22, 2012. They're bringing these, well, 2007 now. They're bringing these cars that potentially have only been shown on the West Coast. They're bringing them to Miami so that we can see them again. And that's really rare because once you win Pebble, your car's kind of done. You win, else is there? other than to take it around and say, hey, I won Pebble with it. But to have a group of these cars all in one place that I can see them, and you can compare them and go, ooh, you know, you, maybe you got car 122, this car 123, and they're completely, completely different. But hell, the 1991 Pebble Beach Concour winner, I guess, is going to be there. The 19, It's a 1912 Chrysler. or Yeah. but uh, You read that wrong. Chrysler didn't exist in 1912. Um, I got to see what that says when it came back. It, it's in really small print, and I'm blind. Ah, there we go. But, but in 23, a 37 Mercedes 540K1, and in 22, a 32 Duesenberg Model J1. So it's similar cars, I guess, in that that aspect. 91. Oh, 1932 Chrysler Imperial Speedster. Oh, yeah, of course. That is a Fantastic car as well. It just uh, just went up to auction, I think, last year, if I recall correctly. So but they've told beautiful. me they've told me nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like they've told me at least twelve cars that are going to be appearing at Moda, and I want to know some of that stuff. Amelia, they tell me I can go to a dinner on Thursday. I can do a driving tour on Friday. You know, like preview the broad arrow, blah, blah, blah. I can see Paul Tracy, Danny Sullivan, Terry Labani, uh, Ricky Craven talk. 
Ray Everham. You know, it's they don't tell me what cars are going to be there. They tell me what groups are going to be there. I go to see well, the cars and, the cars and there's bring us together. <laughs> there's there's the difference, John. See, the way it used to be is more like Moda Miami, where, you know, you, you get what cars are going to be there. Right. I mean, even Pebble Beach oftentimes kind of hints out what can be on the field, especially if there's going to be a significant one there. Haggerty owns the Amelia now, and they're making it more about high society culture. Right. Oh, you can go to this fancy dinner and, uh, you know, these these well-known people are going to be in this and this and this. But they don't say the one key thing. You want to know, which is what car am I going to see at this car centric event? The Concord Elegance that is about the cars. And that's the draw. So many places do this. They lose the core. They lose focus on the core of what they're doing. This uh, Saturday event, really, I'm reading way between the lines here, and that's all I'm going to say. Saturday event, 10.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. 40 years of Hendrick Motorsports, presented by Hendrick Automotive Group, with a Facebook live stream brought to you by Chevrolet, helps celebrate the 2024 Amelia Honoree, Rick Hendrick. And there's nothing wrong with these people. This is not picking on these people. But if you read between the lines, you can kind of see why Rick is Honoree. Because guess what? This panel is moderated by, or the moderator is Ray Everham. The panelists are Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Terry Labonte, and Ken Schrader, who all have some vested financial interest in Hendrick Motorsports also. And they all have massive car collections. It's just, you know, I think it might be fun to, I, I would like to see a panel Maybe that would be called a roast at this point, but let's talk about Rick Hendrick. Let's get a panel that's okay, moderated by I can't think of a NASCAR announcer, but we get a just a ESPN NASCAR announcer or Speed Vision or whatever the hell NASCAR races are now. And let's get Rick Hendrick as the honoree, but then let's bring out a few of the other team owners and let's talk about Rick from what are some of the most interesting things Rick's ever done. What are some of the most interesting twists and turns? I remember getting a tour of Penske's shop from the president of the NASCAR division. Um, and it was interesting him going through and telling us all these little things that they did that the rules let him do. But, you know, to win races, key to racing is to, you know, the rules, what is it? The rules tell you what you can't do, but they don't tell you what you can. The idea it's, is to figure out what you can do. It's not about what's written in the rules. It's about what's not written in the rules. Yeah, exactly. So I would be much more interested in seeing that as opposed to people that have financial, vested financial interests in the honorary, who, yeah, who've worked for him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. bought into the team. Jeff Gordon owns part of the team. It, you know, did I don't think Gordon raced for anybody other than Hendrick in his entire career. And, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 
DEI to go to Hendrick, which was always interesting to me. And of course, ended up retiring when he was there. But I don't know. There's just so much that go, uh, going on with this event that are these two events. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. It'll be interesting to see what conversations you hear while you're in Amelia, uh, Derek. Matter of fact, I didn't even click that Amelia was happening until like a week or two. I said something to you and you said, oh, yeah, I'm flying down there. So I appreciate you being here Yeah, Thursday night <laughs> um, when you could be packing or spending time with the wife. Yeah. Skipping town on her. But you're a dad, so I can understand why you want to get out of what? town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely going to be interesting, you know. Oh, wow. Sorry just noticed a part of the article that I must have skimmed over and I don't know why it stuck out this time but evidently the influencer known as Supercar Blondie Alex Hirschi I'm not sure how to say her last name uh, is launching her own online auction platform SBX Cars on March 16th during the Amelia week. Yeah. um, How many online auction houses we need like anyway sorry that caught my attention but it's going to be interesting to see number one see the show field at amelia and then talk to my friends that were on the field at moda to compare uh you know what what it event and then also just hear what people are saying i think that's that's going to be the most interesting thing is to just walk around and listen carefully listen well, I'm at Amelia to see what people are saying and uh, go from there. Well, put some fresh batteries in that Zoom H1 that I lent you. Put a big memory card in it and just hit record in the morning and walk around all day. Yeah, there we go. I, I Something was up with Supercar Blondie. She did an interview with another podcast that I listened to. And the guy said he can't really he's going to release the podcast in a week or two because she's got a big announcement coming up. I did not know it was an online auction platform. But to answer your question on this online auction platform stuff, there are too many. About two months ago, I came across a CRX convertible on Facebook Marketplace. It was in Colorado, rusty as hell, falling apart. Guy wanted three or four grand for it. And I want a CRX convertible. They only made 312 of them. Honda didn't make them. They were made by Strawman, same people that did the uh, Ferrari Daytona conversions and many other convertible kits in this world. And they might have actually done the original Chrysler convertibles in 82, 83 as original. But then about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a pristine CRX DX convertible was on Bring a Trailer. And I go, man, I'd really like to have that car because it's pristine. And I go, well, this will help budget what I maybe could offer the guy in Colorado. Well, that car ended up selling for $14,000. Pretty good return. Not astronomical amounts of money, but pretty good return on the car. Documented videos, um, own same owner since like, et cetera, et cetera, some thousand miles. But in the comments, you know, these 312 cars are XSI convertibles. Now that would be the one to have. Cars and Bids, ironically, this week ran a CRX SI convertible. And I go, man, I really would like this. But I kind of just backed it out of my head because 
I'm not at this point in my life. I'm not spending more than 14 K 14 K for a toy car. You know, right now I'm kind of playing in the idea and a $12,000 toy car. So I didn't think about it yesterday. I got on cars and bids and looked it up. It sold at two o'clock yesterday afternoon, roughly for $9,000. This car was just as good as that DX. Just, I mean, black SI, good top owner since 1990 also almost the same exact history and it sold for nine grand and to me it's a much more desirable car some of that's the popularity of bring a trailer some of that is there's too many damn auction sites how do you watch all of them you know so that's a whole to have is all the online auctions and we're ending the show like you clarified when we started it we have a lot of issues what's, with what's going on in the collector car world today. It's not just one company or another. It's it's across the board that John and I have a number of issues, mostly John. Uh, but, you know, we, we like to uh, that gloves off approach we're uh, always talking about uh, when we talk about these things. And there's a car, and I can't remember what it is. I want to say it's a Mercedes 540. That's at Moda, Miami. That's being auctioned, but it's a and, and it's, it might not be a 540. I can't remember what car they were talking about, but it's being auctioned and it's going to be in Miami, but it's online. It's an appearance in Miami. The auction's over this weekend and will end like Monday or Tuesday. So this would be like bring a trailer showing up at, we'll say, Amelia Island if say Hegarty owned bring a trailer. I can't remember who bought bring a trailer, but, and bring a trailer brings all these cars and says, Oh, these are all up for auction, but you can't have them unless you bid on our website. That, that could really add a additional thing to this discussion. I don't know way too much going on. Don't like where the hobby's going or what this is indicating on the hobby. Do like the controversy, do like the arguing, uh, do like the, have more money than you so <laughs> i'm gonna spend it to... so you know and i mean in the end it's bad for the level of the hobby i don't know that this is going to impact your local you know thursday night car cruises you know, weekend car show in your community but uh, for anybody that deals in the bigger part of the hobby uh, be it in the collector car you know restoration world the uh, collector car you know, sales uh, world or even in museum world it's you know it's impacting you know go where from museums and you know all of that especially stack shows on top of each other so you know it's 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 going to have impacts it's, it's I, I think your statements will be interesting i think your statement's a little bit wrong because everything rolls downhill what right now this is millionaires is that, is that, and is that why the trickle down theory works so well john the millionaires and billionaires are who are being affected right now cuz we don't know where to put our 15 20 million dollar cars but that will eventually trickle down as these groups start to buy up and try to gain control and one up each other and when they start coming in and they buy our cars and coffee, our local cars and coffee, our caffeine and octanes or whatever they are, and they start controlling the podcasts and social media and 
they start educating people and they start valuating stuff or evaluating cars and car accessories or the automobilia. That's what I want to say. And selling the stuff, the same people can't do that. They it's, it's, you know, I can see our, could look at the reverse here. Okay. Now Hagerty's bought up all this stuff. Now RM's upset. So now they started with a Concord, but who's to say they don't go out and buy a collector car insurance company or they buy a collector car leasing company. And, you know, they it, it can happen that one person's made somebody mad and take wait, they're controlling everything. I need my control too. Um, guys that collect cars that have commas in the price tag are usually not pushovers and are normally type A personalities. So we need to watch this now. It's just like whatever California does is going to affect the hobby eventually over the next five or six years. That's true. Whatever happens at the top is going to come to the bottom because they really don't care about your 74 Nova other than do you have our insurance and we're going to value it at this or our insurance is going to cost this much so that we can pay to do this. You know, it's already, I guess it's, guess if you go back to my buddy that used to insure with one and now insures with the other. So that's where I'm going to end it. I'm so not going to say another word. I'm going to say John out. All right, fine. I will not say what I was going to say. I will just end by saying we're going to ask you guys help us grow, share the show. No driving gloves. We're done. This show was a part of the No Driving Gloves Network, produced and edited by John Viviani of Magic City Podcast, with voice work by Gary Conger. So until the next exit. 